Great, thanks. Um, thanks for your time, Tommy. Can you sure. briefly introduce yourself? Oh yeah, I mean, uh, I joined the Roche about two years ago. Mm -hmm. So mostly I've been in the healthcare industry for uh, altogether 19 years. Mm -hmm. And I worked for the Johnson & Johnson before for 17 years in the medical and the consumer in Korea and US and also a specific market. Mm, okay. So when we're talking about um, the diabetes uh, epidemic in Asia, Specifically for Korea, can you tell us some um, statistics? Yes, like, sure, sure. Mm -hmm. I think uh, we we have a uh, we we assume it like a uh, uh, what fifteen million uh, populations are suffering not suffering but it's uh, more pre-diabetes. Fifteen. So, so let me let me put this as so three point five uh, million people are diagnosed and they are actually treated in hospital. Mm. So every year, mm -hmm. and uh, out of, beside that, there is around two and three millions that are not even know whether they are carrying the diabetes. So because they have no symptoms, or yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. So so if we include those, it's going to be other around five million. Wow. The three millions and two millions, maybe five million. Yeah. And beside that, another eight million. Uh, we call like uh, the uh, metabolic syndrome. Mm. So that's eight millions. Potentially, highly likely they can be a diabetes patients. Mm. So if we include all together, so about like you know thirteen uh, the million populations mm. in Korea. So out of fifty one, wow. so quite a big. Yeah. Numbers, yeah. 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 So you were sharing before the story of uh, when you were talking to a senior. Mm -hmm. um, she didn't even have the concept of mm -hmm. managing yes. diabetes. Exactly. How, how behind do you think Asia and also, I guess, specifically Korea, yeah. in I terms of their sure. knowledge? Sure, of sure, sure, absolutely. That. I think that's basically more like, uh, maybe we can ask these questions, maybe. If you're thinking about it, the way we consume the product and service has been evolving know year after year right so do you buy your phone the way you buy your food mm. however if you're thinking about it the way we consume healthcare <laughs> service has never changed it's the same as five years ago or ten years ago or twenty years ago yeah so the healthcare the service that patients actually consume is basically they go hospital and they get the service that's they believe mm. and, and and therefore thinking about it the the, the speaking to patients from doctor's perspective is always challenge to understanding different level of educations and background. Uh -huh. And so that, you know, patients hardly understand the contents and, and information they have. Mm -hmm. So the barely they remember is only like, you know, test and then the medicine they have to take it and then some bad food. <laughs> That's only a few things only they remember. Uh -huh. That's, I think, uh, most like, you know, the way they are influenced. Mm -hmm. And that's probably maybe similar in other markets as well. I guess so, yeah. Also in Asia, I want to ask you this because uh, culturally, many countries in Asia, um, our diet is different from Western countries. Sure. So Korea, I'm sure a lot of rice yes. consumption, yes. also India, China. Absolutely. Do you think our diet, because it's so carbohydrate, heavy, it has influenced the diabetes population mm -hmm. and also because mm -hmm. 
maybe there is a cultural mm -hmm. kind of uh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. concept because sure. when I don't finish my bowl of rice, sure, sure, my sure. grandparents yeah, upset. That's right. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's a that's a very kind of very valid point. So I agree with you. I agree. There's some our cultural aspect. So that's why I mentioned earlier is that this is why we are really strive to build a partnership because. Mm -hmm. This is partnership means doesn't like somebody can sell our product on BFO, but this is a more like a social aspect that people need to really kind of raise awareness in terms of you know what's the role of carbon and what's the role of protein, and that's something you know I mean kind of uh, you know nutrition so maybe your friends your mothers you know people actually start talking then it's uh, it's happening really tsunami things happening I think in Korea right now that's why like rice consumptions really. You know, decline the the EFT year, mm. and people is aware that carb is really key drivers to make people real fat. Oh. <laughs> so, so then now it's like you know the question you point in, like in the past. If I don't finish the bowl of rice, of course my mothers and fathers they don't like it. But nowadays, I think it's going to be a little bit less stressful. Oh. So, so yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you also mentioned in your. Uh, presentation, different elements in terms of the the stakeholders that will benefit from uh, the digital diabetes ecosystem. Uh, so, like the the patients, the uh, physicians, and also the payer. Can you give us an overview of kind of how each of these three groups can benefit? Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I I see yeah, I see it. like you know because I think uh, at the end of the day, you know, none of us you know make our people sick, right? So, so I think uh, the the big aspect of chronic disease, particularly diabetes, I think is really related to the uh, uh, many aspects, like you know the psychological and social norm, mm. and the educational background and infrastructures and so on and so forth. So I think in order to you know build a network, I think it would be very crucial how all of us can be transparent. So, so this is why our platform that we are confident to provide to every stakeholders, like for instance, government party and policymakers. Now they can see and they understand in the futures in terms of how they can do even better population management, and with a very transparent data, you know, tracking record, mm. and how that conversation really happened between patients and doctors, mm. and then so that patients how they really change their lifestyle. Mm. And, and so that you know, doctors how they can really give them a right coaching and right behavior guideline, mm. and where patients really kind of follow. Mm. And that's how we see that more like aspect of by each you know the the, the stakeholders. Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Final question. Um, we, we were sharing how some of these um, new uh, apps will be coming to Asia and mm -hmm. Korea, uh, and then the ne next year or two. Sure. How far do you think the gap is between, um, you know, the technology and the knowledge, mm -hmm. uh, and from the West and bringing it to Asia? Are we behind, or do you think we are quite close? To yeah, I think it, to me, you know, making the uh, the system and then processing data is just super complicated and super difficult. But in terms of use of application, I think uh, Asian, we are pretty much ready 
mm. and in terms of awareness of IT and uh, the way we live yeah. with the uh, digital. So yes. for instance, in Korea, if you go around, everyone use it, like you know, smartphone, and then using the app to order food mm. and arrange car, and, and, and everyone knows how to use it. So, mm. so I think, uh, uh, I think we are very kind of fast to, you know, okay. get on the uh, digital platform. How we. Uh, ensure how that you know the digital platform help our life easier. Mm. And I'm I'm thinking Asian is really really fast adopting uh, those data solutions. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. All right.